thank you so much for listening. This is the Bloody Podcast. I'm Lori Roggenkamp. I'm Maria Felix, and our guest today is Allie Lou. Hello. You're beautiful. Hello. Thank you. You guys are both beautiful. You're wonderful. What? Yes. Stop I, it. I love this. Maria, Maria's body is looking good. Have <laughs> we she talk about Maria's that? body be banging? It's very sore all the time. <laughs> <laughs> from, from all of the banging. I like how the from all of the banging against the wall. <laughs> yes. how I, that's how I'm getting her skin. Fit. That's how you know a happy woman. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that skin. No. That's also just stress glisten. The glistening of, of like yeah. constant anxiety. <laughs> the, <laughs> the glow of grief. <laughs> That's that's gonna be your perfume. That's like a makeup, that's a makeup color. Grief, it's the glow yeah, grief. of grief. <laughs> I cry in the shower. The glow of grief. <laughs> I love how the first thing I do is objectify. No, you. no, no. Please, please continue. Please do. That's um, that's what we're here for. We just bring people on to compliment us. Perfect. All right, that's the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm into it. I got lots of them. Well, let's hear another one. Lori, I love those glasses. Oh, those I gl- love your glasses. Those glasses are so on point with the cowabunga hat. Thank you. I love it. This oh, is yeah, all, you are wearing a cowabunga hat. This is all perfect for a audio podcast. Yes. Isn't it? So Lori's wearing, <laughs> Lori's wearing a very cool cowabunga hat backwards because that's the only part of the hat that says cowabunga. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but my favorite is it's, the Carhartt shirt. Not actual Carhartts. No, just no. Carhartt the shirt the no, t-shirt I, I just brought I like pocket t-shirts <laughs> so I bought a a bunch of Carhartt pocket t-shirts I don't know what Carhartt is it's like a big like outerwear plus size uh, well, it's not plus size it's like outerwear like durable clothing oh, for plus size people <laughs> Well, mostly for mostly for men in Alaska. For plus size men. Okay, so it is plus size men. And, and <laughs> it's for plus size men who like to go, who like that, to be outdoors. So obviously, this is a natural choice for me. To but be I, fair, men's shirts are always better. Oh, yeah. the quality is always better. The so fit's better. always better. It's yeah, always, they're they're just. It's not fair. It doesn't the cla- the crappy clothes that we get? Yeah, because oh. they want us to buy more of them. But it's insane. Give me pockets in I, my jeans. I bought a pocket T-shirt, a woman's pocket T-shirt, and I could I couldn't even fit a chapstick oh, in no, there. No, no, no. no that's it where they want you to put your clip. Yeah, that's what that little pocket is for. Yeah, put it in. Not threatening. You're supposed to carry it with you in your pocket. They want to know where to find it. In the clip pocket. Okay. I guarantee you, even if we, even if women eventually invented a clip pocket, men would still be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Doesn't exist. It says, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Here, just hold it. Just hold just it. Hold All it. you got, I'm giving it to you. Ugh. What is it? <laughs> I think their first instinct is to destroy it. Yes. Yeah, they're like, ah! hit it, hit it with their sandal on the ground. <laughs> oh God, it was a bug. <laughs> oh my god did you see that tick i just saved your life babe it's my tick. clit i literally handed it to you <laughs> this is why they can't have nice things no meanwhile they're like whipping their dicks out yeah. <laughs> left right and willy nilly yeah god men am i right <laughs> keep it in your car hearts guys well, let's uh, get to women yeah, yeah. women <laughs> <laughs> Men are awful, but women are just as bad. Again, speaking of which, example A. Yeah. Today we're talking about Jennifer Me. Me. Yeah, with two E's. 
I've been wanting to do that the whole week. Wait. <laughs> me with two E's? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's me. 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 Jennifer, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lori's turning red from <laughs> pure joy. <laughs> I literally thought of that when I first started doing the outline. And I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait until Thursday. Uh, Jennifer Me is known as the uh, hiccup killer, and it sounds like it sounds like a really cute way to murder people. Yeah, it sounds like she murdered people with hiccups. Yes, it's, but. it sounds very adorable, but it actually refers to uh, two separate instances in her life: one where she became a viral sensation for having the hiccups, and the killer part being the uh, part where going to talk about later on because you can't be a, a bad or infamous woman just for having the hiccups yeah <laughs> you can be super annoying she was but you can't be bad or what? oh my god her name is jennifer me and she's called the hiccup killer <laughs> well hiccup girl was her first hiccup. name yeah and then it became the hiccup and then killer. it became the hiccup killer because so it's like jennifer me <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's so much better than mine. <laughs> oh my god. That's so good. <laughs> okay, oh. can you do that on cue every time? Yeah. yeah Try okay, good. do it again right now. Jennifer me was from Rutland, Vermont. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a four-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, she was born July 28th, 1991. Um, there's a big uh, error on her IMDb, which I find... First of all, she she's has... She's got an IMDb? Yes, she's got an IMDb. Yes, IMDb. She went viral, so she came up on, she, on she Today shows. two posts. She would get booked she over has, me for sure. She has NBC's Today and then Piers Morgan's Killer Women. <laughs> It's a that's better credits than I have already. I know. I mean, I wish I wish I could be on today or Killer Women. I know. Me too. Trust me. I I'm almost like contemplating killing somebody just <laughs> just to get my career started. When I started watching that show, uh, Killer Women with Piers Morgan, yeah. uh, Cash, my fiance, was immediately like, "Why the fuck are you watching this asshole?" Oh. And I'm like, "He's actually really good in these. I don't know what to tell you." Yeah, <laughs> he like you know gets into it with them. Yeah, He's, yeah, you got to ask them the hard questions. He's yeah, super yeah, pompous, yeah. but it works when it's a killer. Yeah. Like yeah. when you because he's like, "There's no way they're gonna hate me more than these murderers." Yeah. Yeah. That's like very. When he cuts it yeah. close. Genius. He fucking Genius. hates women. Yeah. <laughs> he so cuts it like. That's why it's killer women. Exactly. He wants to yell at the women. Yeah. These are the only women that he can yell at without yeah. anybody getting mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, Piers Morgan isn't doing killer men anytime soon. But to be clear, Piers Morgan screams at all women. Yes. <laughs> he hates women. He just. He has a woman, like a nondescript Google picture of a woman taped to his bathroom so when he's pooping he can just scream at her because that's the only way he can take a shit Uh, so it says that she was born in st petersburg florida that's why she's not no she was born in vermont okay they moved from vermont okay so um her mother was rachel robido um and she was 21 when she had jennifer she was the um, the result of a failed long-term relationship that ended shortly after Jennifer was born. 
um, Rachel, nine months later, had her second daughter, Ashley, by uh, a second unnamed man. Three months later, Rachel meets Chris Robido, um, who would become the girl's stepfather and still is to this day. Yeah. Um, and they had actually, this is cute. You put this in. Yeah. They, they had actually met a go, met decades ago at a fifth grade field trip, but didn't recognize each other. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. And they knew each other because they talked on the bus. They were oh, like, they were like chaperones on the field trip. No, they were fifth grade in fifth grade, and they met on a bus for a field trip, and they were chatting on the bus. Oh, as children. Yeah. Oh, I was like, why? Are and they- this was like many years later, decades later. They they meet up, and they, they go re- on a. Do yeah. they re meet, or they knew each other since then? No, they just re meet. They oh, re meet. Wow. They, they were dating for said they were dating for a couple of months before they were like, oh my god, like you like somebody must have right. been like i remember a field trip and then others was like well i went on that field oh were you the girl i was the guy on the yeah so wow pretty crazy small world yeah well it's also vermont so it is really small, really small. Yeah. 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 yeah 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 it's almost like kind of idiotic that they didn't recognize each other because <laughs> well, I I mean, just because just because they're still there doesn't mean they aged well yeah yeah that's true but I feel Fifth like grade. They, they should have been like, we probably know each other. What? You live no. across the street. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. grew up in the same cul-de-sac yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think all East Coast towns have 15 people in them and look like yeah. Gilmore Girls. Like, that's literally yeah, that's what, what I, I think. Is. I think that's, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think you can walk from your home to the mail, to the post office. Yeah. 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 Like, pick up your liters of milk and your pie is cooling on the windowsill. <laughs> 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 I think all of this is true. <laughs> I was very disappointed when I went to Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> so they get married and they, they get married very shortly after they meet. And they have three girls, Kayla, Destiny, and Mackenzie. So they immediately become a five daughter family. Damn. So Damn. Uh, yeah. yeah. And Jennifer is the oldest of, of the five. Okay. Yes. So she, uh, this was an interesting thing I found out. She would tell friends when she was older that she had dreams of either playing in the WNBA or owning a hair salon. Those are two very similar things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's, you know? uh, she's five feet tall. <laughs> so, so one is real. So obviously <laughs> so she was going to be playing in the WNBA. So I mean, <laughs> when murder someone someday. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You mean, so you mean... <laughs> So you mean she's going to kill someone when she got older? If I was her you. friend, I would have been like, oh, so you're going to kill somebody. That's like, the sign like, of, not, that's of someone murder. who doesn't have friends. Maria, could you yeah. imagine if I was like, hey, I've never done it before, but I want to play ice hockey professionally. <laughs> <laughs> It would be like with with me with the P when I asked you yeah. for a PA job. Oh yeah, yeah you, <laughs> you had been like, yeah, do it. It's you great. You can't do this. Not a friend, not a friend in the world. You've been Jennifer. like, do them from no, the start. You Didn't can't. Have- <laughs> I think you were like, you can't bring a foldable chair. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. When I when I read that, I found it really endearing because when um, I was growing up, we had foster sisters, and or I had foster sisters, mm-hmm. and they were five feet even. And they really loved basketball, like a lot. Aww. So they really did want to play for the WNBA when they were older. And I remember my mom being my mother. 
and she broke their hearts and was like, "You're too short to play in the NBA." You know, it'll Does never your mom work in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you are She's fully there. prepared for yes. Hollywood. <laughs> She's her manager. Yes, oh God. <laughs> that's why I never booked anything. Yeah, like her career has not taken off yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but it's like one or the other. Like do hair or play professional basketball. You gotta only you, those yeah two yeah things. only those two things. That's yeah. all she wanted out of life. <laughs> Simple dreams. <laughs> yeah. International fame or just like the girl you go to when your split ends are out of control. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so she also came from a pretty strict uh, Christian household where the girls were all kept at an 8 p.m. curfew. And this went on um, up until Jennifer left. Ashley moved out first before Jennifer left uh, home later on. Mm-hmm. But um, up until she left and after like all the girls had an 8 p.m. curfew. No matter what. 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah. it's very, very early. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the I had sun, an 8 p.m. curfew now. The sun hasn't even gone down yeah, during no. the summer at 8 p.m. I mean, I, I had an 8 p.m. curfew. I wasn't, my parents weren't religious, but I remember one time I was a senior, we just started senior year of high school, and it, this teacher asked us what we were excited about for the start of senior year. And I was like, I'm excited because I can go to bed at 9 p.m. That's insane. <laughs> That's kind of adorable. That's Everybody insane. just stared at me. Yeah. And no. was like, what? <laughs> Is, I don't know. It must be a suburbia thing because like, I remember there was also when we did live in like a semi-suburbia for a little bit in Atalanto, the um, family across the street, they also had like a 7 p.m. curfew. That's child abuse. It's child abuse. And and you know, you know, come to find out he was very abusive. So oh, damn. shocking. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta really like put kids yeah. in chokeholds in well, order I to get f- them to go I to bed like at seven PM. Insane curfews like that are set out of either fear like Which was the uh, Ray, uh Jennifer's mom, Rachel. Yeah. That was her thing. Yeah. It was fear. Um with my mom, it was just that she wanted to go to bed at nine eight p.m. That's <laughs> so such she was an like, early you go to yeah. bed at 8 p.m. Like life hasn't happened yet. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it has to be like ten. I don't know. My parents never really gave me a curfew because I was just like a good kid. So I did become a night owl, but I mean, it's like that's the worst that happened, right? You know? Yeah, you were just up. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, so they have the very strict curfew. Um. And then later on, Jan- Jennifer is also diagnosed with a learning disability. It, that's all we know. We don't know which learning disability. We don't know which. No. Which I think is a little silly. I think it was also, but it's also during that time because it's um, like around 2006. It's the 2000s now. Right. And all the kids are getting like diagnosed with like right, ADHD right, right. and ADD and all that bullshit. Um, yeah, because no one at that time was like. Not dedicating yeah. their time to figure out like yeah. what's no. actually wrong. Not saying that those disorders are bullshit. Just right. saying that everybody was getting diagnosed with them. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you couldn't, like, if you got up to go to the bathroom more than twice, they were like, well, obviously. Yeah, can't focus. <laughs> yeah. You got something yeah. going on. <laughs> um, during their time in Vermont, Jennifer claims that she was unfortunately raped by two unidentified men that were close to her family. According to her, the sexual assaults lasted for approximately two years. And uh, for the first, at least for at least the first time, uh, Ashley, her sister was witness to what had, was witness to what had happened. 
Um, Jennifer oh, claims know. that um, she had told her friends and her parents, but nobody believed her. She claimed that now, that mm-hmm. nobody believed her. But according to Chris and Rachel, her parents, they did believe her right away. And when pressing charges didn't work uh, against the perpetrators, Chris resorted to harassing and threatening them over the phone. And then the rapist's family members filed a restraining order against Chris. So, so that, that's what's on the legal record. So that's what's on the record. Yeah. Uh, is Chris harass like Chris has a stalking count or whatever, like yeah. he's stalking a restraining order from them against him. And so nothing was ever done to to the men who had hurt her. Yeah. And then did they continue sexually assaulting her? While- Not after they found okay. out. Okay. Um, but it took two years, according to Jennifer, for her to even say anything. Oof. Oof, McGoof. That's that's tough. Shortly after that, the family moves to Florida. So it was uh I think it was a partial partially because this had all happened and you know your small town is just like your small town idea is just right. like torn apart but also uh rachel's parents had just moved to florida okay and they were retiring there and she wanted to be close to her family so i think it was just a mixture of both and it was the perfect timing for them to move from you know this now teen what i would imagine they would see as a tainted place oh to, scandalous yeah for sure. to a fresh start in florida so the family moves to St. Petersburg, Florida, when Jennifer was 13 years old. Uh, this all happened at such a young age. Yeah. yeah. Like your formative years. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Very unfortunate. And at the same time, she they were dealing with, like, you know, they weren't a rich family. They were right. a poor family. And then they lose, like, the father go, ends up having to go stepfather ends up having to go on disability yes and so they lo- basically lose like a, a big source of income and the mother has to becomes like a waitress at denny's and it just becomes this whole like it makes the family life much more stressful right yeah and when you're 13 yeah and all that matters to you is like being accepted yeah and like you know feeling like one of your peers did you guys ever read Fast Girls by Emily White? Mm-mm. She takes the myth of the high school slut and like explores it, and so much of it is socioeconomic. Yes, it absolutely. Is. That's great. I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll need to read that. It's very good. I have it. I'll bring it. I'll, I'll bring Thank it over. It's you. very, very good because it's. This reminds me a lot of that. That's great. I think that's probably about where the sympathy for <laughs> this family starts to turn. Yeah. Okay, so they moved to St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, and one of the things that Jen said to her friends shortly after moving there, uh, in regards to St. Petersburg is we never saw black people in Vermont. Not once. Nope. Not once. <laughs> <laughs> like I just imagine my cousin. So my cousin, uh, came from Vietnam and we were driving one time and he saw like a giant truck and he goes, truck. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they have trucks there, but it was yeah. just like a giant, like it was like a big truck. Like a bro truck. Yeah, it yeah. was a bro truck. And so I imagine like that's how she acted. Black guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's like when I went to Switzerland. 
<laughs> you know how silly I look in Switzerland. <laughs> Wait, were they pointing you out? They were just just straight up looking at me. <laughs> They're not even trying to hide it. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, they like, just have never seen it. The, and how the, sheltered is Jennifer that she's like, I've never seen a black person before? They lived in a very small town. I mean, I don't know how small Rutland is, but like the family will, would continuously refer back to Vermont and say, like, we lived in a really small town. Like, that was the life we left. And we, they essentially will um, see that they regret moving to St. Petersburg, Florida, because they're like, that's when it all went wrong. And I really don't think... Yeah, that no. that's when it all went I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, you took whatever went wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rachel, the mom was would often be like, you know, we we're just we're small town family that moved to a big town. It was like couldn't a, handle it, yeah. couldn't hang. I was like, I don't think I think the issue was the murder. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what why everything went downhill was your daughter was involved in a murder. In a murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Um, so she she went from never seeing black people to like immediately going like I'm only going to date black men because she kind of was like her her rationale was like well I was raped by white uh, men. white men yeah so I know that I'm never gonna trust a white man again so I'm only gonna date black men and so her family was not happy about that and. They they even said Rachel even said like, um, she goes we're not racist, but we really wanted her to date within a race. You, you know, yeah. you know when people aren't racist, <laughs> they start with we're not racist, but we're not racist. Yeah, yeah. we that it was the it was the funniest thing you can find the you can find the interview online of her saying like we just really wanted her to date within her own race, oh and it's like God. there is nothing more racist. Yeah, <laughs> There's without abusing a slur, yeah. <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> it's it's like she didn't even try and be like nonchalantly racist. You know, like when yeah. when people are like, I just don't want you to to date people with like a that kind of past. And it's like, what kind of, <laughs> what kind of past are you talking about? And so it's like she they didn't even try and be like you know like subversive white woman racist right. she was just blaming like yeah we just we don't want her to we, we don't want her to date black men <laughs> like, we want her to stay white white is right but i'm not racist <laughs> but that's so crazy then you think back to that time like i don't ever remember ha- having conversations about race in my town ever yeah ever 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 no one ever challenged anyone for being racist. Like, you, right. like the one thing that people used to say to me all the time, were like, oh my God, Allie, we totally forget you're not white. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I totally forget you're not white. And for a long time, that was like a compliment. <laughs> that was, yeah, it felt like a compliment. Like You know, like, oh stuff. my gosh, I belong. But it's, no. And then yeah. we, when we were up in Alaska, there's this great diner we go to all the time. It's owned by this lovely Polish woman. She's very like gregarious and large and in charge. And she saw Baldev and my boyfriend is Indian and she looks at him and just has this huge glow on her face and was like, I love Bollywood movies. And then started like <laughs> in, dancing Bollywood no. at him. And, and Bolev was like, you know, that was like friendly racism. That it's was weird. That was someone who just like <laughs> wanted to connect and like show that right. she like, you know. Yeah, yeah I've never but it's, like, seen one of you before, yeah. but I like but you. But I like you. Yeah. But like in LA, canceled. <laughs> yeah. I used, to, you know what I I mean? used to do this thing where I would like, 
if I got, if like somebody was walking towards me, like if a black man was walking towards me and I was like, I I would go like, oh, I hope nothing's going to happen. And then I'd feel bad. So then I would walk up and ask for directions because <laughs> cancel out your because I wanted to, I wanted to be like, no, I need your help. But then I was just like, just like leave them alone. Like just live your life. Why I mean, do I- honestly though, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good. Cause you're, um, it was like a self-correction. Self-correction. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Where but I mean, just- I feel like I could have just been like, I'm just not going <laughs> to bother him you know like i didn't have to rope him into my issues (laughs) but but then also it would be like it would be like sometimes the they would give like really detailed directions so i'd be like how do you get to the five freeway and then like they'd be like you don't know how to get to the five freeway (laughs) i was like i'm not from here and i had to make up a whole backstory it's like it'd be like you know you would be like uh, like literally off the five freeway and they'd be like literally you turn right and i'd be like Oh, yeah. or it'd be like, okay, you turn left, and then in five feet, five miles, you turn right, and then I'd be, like, and then I have to stand there and listen to him <laughs> tell me directions, and I'm like, I know where I'm going, but I'm like, but all I'm right. <laughs> I'm sure there are men who appreciated that because so many women just cross the street. Yeah. So many people. Oh, yeah. I said it from men across the street, but no, I'm How kidding. How do you get? Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> where? Uh, I'm gonna come over. No, no, no! Like, just lady, there. you're in your car. <laughs> yeah, you're driving. Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it was not great. So she was exclusively uh, dating black guys. She's still really young. She's still just a little teenager, and yeah. she meets um, she meets her first boyfriend, Tyrone O'Donnell, which is a pseudonym. We okay. don't know his real name, which is kind of racist. Tyrone that O'Donnell? That's a pseudonym. Well, I, th- I thought it was nice because it's like um, O'Donnell could just be <laughs> Irish. Yeah. So yeah. it's not Irish. That's what they're focusing <laughs> it's on. It's an Irish man named Tyrone. <laughs> don't you get to choose your own pseudonym? Um, yeah, because if you don't get to choose your own pseudonym, that's bullying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, if he chose it, then great. If not, yeah. then that's racist. <laughs> if they were like, my name is John. Oh, we're going to call no, you no, no, Tyrone. No. We want people to know you're black. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're going to call you Tyrone. We don't want you to have any kind of like leg up in this. Yeah. No, 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 no. So Jennifer and Tyrone meet at a bus stop. Uh, they keep in contact. Uh, Tyrone's background is that he's been in and out of jail since he was, well, juvie, since he was 11 years old. Okay. Um, and then they, they date for a really long time because the, um, Tyrone goes to juvie shortly again after meeting Jen, no surprise there. Um, and he keeps writing to her. He keeps writing her letters. Um, and then when he gets back out, he becomes pretty abusive towards Jennifer. So it's been like a couple of years now once Tyrone becomes abusive. And Jennifer, according to her mom, Jennifer's coming home with like black eyes. There's another time where... Um, black eye, like the eye is black, not <laughs> black, black eyes. eyes. And black eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so how old is she right now? She's like a older teen? She's like, she's still... Um, she's like 14. She's oh 14. Oh my God. So when we 14, say a lot, we mean like a lot in teen years. Yeah. Like six months that's a <laughs> yeah. lot to be going through when you got yeah. like, she goes homework. through a lot yeah so at 14 she gets pregnant and reportedly when tyrone finds out he punches her in the stomach and causes a miscarriage and throughout this whole time um 
especially right after meeting Tyrone, Jennifer is uh, doing and dealing drugs uh, all the time. And yeah. it's not just like weed and alcohol. It's like crack too. Crack, ecstasy. Yeah, like it's, all the stuff. Everything. And she also like had this attitude like because she had after this relationship, she basically was like, well, men are just going to treat me like shit no matter what. So God, like I'm just going to, you know, I might as well just date whoever, like just date a crappy guy. And then at least I know what I'm getting. Sort right. Of thing. But at this point, she's still living at her parents' house. So even though she's living this whole life where she's doing drugs and dealing drugs and has this really shitty, abusive boyfriend, when she comes home, she's still a goody two-shoes, basically. She has an entire double life. Yeah. Like her parents, either she has an entire double life or her parents... um, did not care as much as they say they did. Right. Yeah. Did not notice yeah. as much. And maybe, maybe a lot of it you could hide though, because she is the oldest of five girls, five. five girls. Right. And I'm sure they have their hands full. They have one working parent. They have another parent that's on disability. disability. Um, for a thyroid issue. I just want to say that. Yeah. It's like a thyroid issue. The, the dad is on disability for a thyroid, for a thyroid and, issue. And the other issues that he claims he doesn't want to talk about. But like the stepdad, he's, he's, yeah, he's kind of shitty. Like he's yeah. one of those lazy stepdads, you know? I and know. He can't relate. And he even admits himself that like during like their formative years, he was like, ah, I wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. He, I will say that the family, I feel like, has, like, there's a lot to this story that I feel like is, like, not being told. Like, yeah, there's a lot of dark secrets in the this. The rape thing, the story, I feel like that's being curtailed. Right. Yeah. Um, the drug stuff, because, like, the way Jennifer tells it is, like, she, like, started young yeah. dealing, dealing and doing drugs. And it's like, well, how did the family not know? Right. Exactly. And then the stepfather, he's like, oh, I was on disability for psychological and physical issues. And it's like, what? Like, name one of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then the mother, uh, when the crime when the crime happens, the mother is staying at her parents' house on the weekdays and coming back to her house where her four daughters are on the weekends. That's true because she's taking care of her parents because they're ailing because they're older. Right. So the mom's just like she's trying her best, but she's She's trying to be a good daughter and a good mom. And And then the the second oldest daughter, Ashley, she moves out at like seventeen. So yeah. So the house is not like obviously there's something going on. Right. There's not like a we're not getting the full picture. Well, I mean, you could with someone who's been through a lot and someone who like does not value themselves. There are people out there who can identify that. Oh yeah, yes, and be like, and hook you. So, and then also yeah. she starts running away from home. The first time the story, Rachel, her mother tells the story is that. So when she first got to Florida, she was taking the br- bus to and from school, and she got off on the wrong stop, and then just decided to keep walking. She was just like, well, I'll just figure it out. I'll just start walking and, you know, if I end up home, I end up home. So then Rachel and went out looking for her and just found her aimlessly walking around. And then after that, she just started running away more. That's like a Simpsons episode, isn't it? Like yeah. <laughs> when Lisa like rides the she bus rides all the, the way to <laughs> that. And she hits the end of the line. Yeah. 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 Because Homer wouldn't take her to the museum. Yeah. Yeah. Because why would he want to do that? Yeah. Homer, take her to the museum. Chris. Right. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. So she was living this double life. Um, But 
like we were saying, her parents just weren't aware, I think, too much of it either because um, she also was already posting stuff online, like because MySpace and Facebook were already right. a thing. Um, and uh, she described, and like on her MySpace, uh, she described herself as the female version of a hustler. And then on, uh, sorry, that was her Facebook, my bad. Oh, that's from Beyonce's song, Diva. <laughs> a diva? Well, she had it first. <laughs> I guess Jennifer Mee thought of it first. Uh, <laughs> the female version of the hustler. And then on her of MySpace. <laughs> and then on her MySpace, she has another blurb, which I've, uh, I've brought out my lovely fiance, Cash Abdemalik, to read for me because nobody else in this room technically can (laughs) (laughs) evoking uh but a lot of filipino guys do yeah i know a lot of filipino guys do. a lot of mexicans a lot of mexicans do too a lot of white people do too but in this case i'm being politically correct (laughs) uh the quote on myspace was i'm always having fun chilling or vibing to some gucci i'm a down-ass chick and all others will never compare. So don't try to, so don't try me like I'm the next hoe. I've lived in Florida for a while now, but my heart is still in Vermont. Is it Vermont? Yeah. That's crazy. It's in Vermont. I'm trying to better myself. I'm single and not looking. But if a real nigga comes along, then I'm here. Hit me up if you need to know any more. And I'm sure there's a mm-hmm in there. Once or twice. Was every other letter capitalized? <laughs> was. <laughs> it's the definition of jive talk from the movie Airplane. All right. Thanks, Thank you everybody. so much, Thank you so Jenny. Much. Thank you, Cash. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. To the back. Thank you. Thank you for saying the word ho. <laughs> Thank you. That's so brave. So brave. <laughs> so here we are. It's January 23rd, 2007. First period science class when jennifer me feels a terrible just blow to the chest out of nowhere and then she has the hiccups and this is where it starts um the hiccups don't stop for half an hour she goes to the nurse's office they're still not stopping her mom picks her up from school she's crying they're not stopping her chest hurts her legs hurt her fucking back hurts everything and uh, they keep going. And after a week of straight hiccups, hiccuping at least, what was it, 50 times a minute? 50 times a minute. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you do, if you... Um, 50 times a minute? That's it. Ew. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. But see how tired you got? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's like a workout. Yeah. yeah. It is. She's in terrible pain. Oh my God. Um, so after a, re- a week of the hiccups not stopping, um, Rachel uh, took Jennifer to the doctor, but they couldn't find the. Co- Wait. It took her a week to take her to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I would not be able to stand that for a week. I'd be like, bitch, we're getting the car. We're going. Yeah. That's what it said in, a, in the book is that they were like. They were like a week went by, and then the mom was like, "All right, I'm going to take you to the doctor." That's crazy. A week went by. Yeah. It would have been like, never happened. It would have been like happen. three hours for me, and I would have been like, "I need to die." Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, she. Yeah, those parents, the only reason I don't, I don't like those. Parents. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe she didn't take her until she got back. I don't right. know. Um, but 
the um the hiccups don't happen when she's talking or when she's sleeping which is the interesting part that's like yeah. psychosomatic it is very psychosomatic well that well, goes into the cause of it we'll okay. find out what the cause of it is but yeah she she starts having she they go to the doctors they can't find the cure uh, or or the cause actually they can't find the cause so then they just start trying like all of the home remedies that they can think of. I think they, they're they're trying all the home remedies for like oh, first. Well, that's probably oh. then why they waited a week because they probably were just like what were those home remedies like scared get scared scared <laughs> eating mustard drinking vinegar swallowing um, scoops of peanut butter which I which see. I've never I feel like that was just Jennifer going I just want to eat <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer had to leave school because it was too distracting for the other yeah. kids. And um, after three weeks, Rachel decided to reach out to me- to the media in the hopes that someone would ha- have another cure. Um, she like I think she puts up a post online or something or contacts yeah. the local media. She contacts how is Florida. she? How do you contact the local media first of all? I <laughs> second. <laughs> you how send you a letter. Viral? You send a letter I with think, cut out letters. I think God. it's. I mean, guys, remember it's Florida. So like, I feel like a journalist is just wandering the streets looking yeah. for a story, just like just like, like going like some something's gonna happen. You know? I'm pretty sure she contacts the local or she puts a post online. And then uh, the Today Show gets wind of it. Well, she put up, she did an interview with the Florida the newspaper news, or, yeah. then, oh. or something, and then that went viral. And then okay. and then that's when she got uh, NBC's- The Today Show? To the Today Show. Okay. Damn. So the Today Show flies Jen and Rachel out to New York for the interview, and then they have them stay like over the weekend for a follow-up interview Okay. Um, for the next few days. Um, and the offers for cures start- pouring in from all over the country and all over the world uh she's gone viral at this point and she's become and she uh is now known as the hiccup girl white girls can just have the hiccups and go viral yeah seriously yeah. it's insane i mean it's pretty sweet that's crazy <laughs> uh yeah sh- they were getting like a thousand emails a day being like i try this try this <laughs> so it was just like any anybody's Imagine the notification <laughs> yeah, yeah it's insane it's also just like anybody's like crazy you know like yeah. you i mean i'm sure you I had this my my grandma had like all these crazy remedies for all different things. Mm-hmm. So it's like anybody's crazy grandma was just like, well, I <laughs> And it's a today show, so it's definitely only grandma. Yeah. yeah. Just smear a potato on your boobs and then bury it in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's how my grandma got rid of warts. That's oh. how she anytime I had a wart on my finger, she'd cut you had to cut open a potato, put the eye of the potato, rub it on the wart, and then bury the other half in the backyard. That's crazy. My mom has like a thing where like um it's another crazy thing where if a plant if a tree is dying or it's or it didn't like give good fruit she says to put like a piece of eaten corn on the cob on it and that the plant will be shamed because there's something ugly on it (laughs) (laughs) and it'll give better fruit and i'm like okay Okay, mom. That whatever it has, has, that has is the it? immigrant mom's go to. Yes, <laughs> has it ever give? Has it ever worked? I don't know because oh, okay. I mean, yet yeah, I mean, it gave fruit the next year, and the, but that's insane. Well, it, it, us, it gave fruit the year before too. If yeah. you have my grandma in the Philippines and you have a stomach ache, she rubs gasoline from a lantern and salt onto your stomach, 
And it was, it's just the worst. You would like get high off these fumes and then you right. just pass out. Well, that's you, probably why it yeah, worked. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, when I moved to America, I was like, yes, my other grandma is a doctor. And when I have a headache, she's going to give me medicine. And she <laughs> rubbed gasoline on my stomach. <laughs> so I thought that was a Filipino thing. Uh, it's just my family. Oh, okay. <laughs> not it's just... I was like, fucking Filipino, the home remedy, like old wives' tales. Like my, I was born with hair. And my mom, they were like, no. You have to shave her head because then, she, you know, she'll have nice thick hair because babies who are born with hair have thin, ugly hair. So they made me bald and I looked like I survived leukemia. <laughs> As a baby. As a baby. <laughs> with a bow taped to my head, humiliating. You, couldn't, you wouldn't be able to shave it that well because yeah. it's so soft and you flaxen. Would have been, if you were a white sleep. baby, you would have been a viral sensation. A white baby, a little baby that survived leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was I had in crooked the feet. In the womb. I have I'm pigeon toed and my mom put me in full blown leg braces and everyone thought I had polio till I was eight. True story. <laughs> We're really just airing out a lot of your yeah. Yeah. a lot of your issues. Here. A lot of them, a lot of them. Let's get back to Jennifer. <laughs> and um, her is Jennifer and her mom. Yeah. I'm gonna do that for <laughs> Wait, why is her last name is she Asian? No. Oh. She's no, very she's white. white. It's M E. I don't know why it's M E me. So they were getting like Rachel was get uh, the mother was getting like uh thirty to fifty calls a day. Which this will be interesting. This is a point that I want to make for later. So just remember, thirty to fifty calls a day. They were super excited about it from, uh, the, from media. the media, being like, "Can we interview you guys?" Blah blah blah. They were getting a thousand emails a day. So they were getting all these things. They even got an uh uh recommendation for this thing called the anti anti hiccup device it was called the anti hiccup cup and <laughs> it wasn't a recommendation <laughs> michelle and her husband i don't know her last name nor i care do i care to know because this thing is stupid uh, <laughs> michelle and her husband saw um the interview on today and then they called rachel saying that they had or they contacted her saying they had an anti-hiccup cup that they claimed would cure the hiccups a hundred percent um so that this by this point by the time that michelle's already contacted rachel jennifer has already tried a bunch of doctors a bunch of remedies and everything they're, nothing's worked so of course they're skeptical right right yeah i mean it's a anti-hiccup cup Right. Somebody so dedicated time to the science to do this. Yeah, exactly. Blech. So Michelle claims that the anti-hiccup cup was invented by her husband during her pregnancy because she would get like severe bouts of hiccups while she was pregnant. Um, the cup itself was first when the prototype was made from one of those. Um, the What's that camping brand chapman coleman coleman it was coleman. made from a stainless steel coleman cup one of those like <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like those disc what? cups no like collapsible no coleman i think cup. like a thermos <laughs> 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 um and the device was uh it had a wire in it that when filled with water supposedly caused a low enough current that affected what is known as the vagus nerve in the body enough to stop the hiccups, but not enough to be a noticeable electrical current. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
It's, it looks really dumb. It it sounds. I didn't even look it up yet because it sounds so stupid. I'm trying you don't to want find to give it the a hits. photo. Don't give it your. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people just be out there inventing shit. Yeah. So she flies out and to Florida, and she <laughs> the, the story of her trying it with her is so it's so great because like. Um, she gets to their house and the Chris answers, answers the door and he's like, oh, she's not here. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, she's not here. Uh, <laughs> they went to an amusement park. <laughs> she and, just like flew out there. Yeah, she flew out there to try to get this going because then she what she wanted to do is use Jennifer as an endorsement yeah, deal. Of course. Yeah. Um, I you get the hiccup girl. Exactly. You get the hiccup yeah. girl on your side. It's It's, you know. It's Gold City. I couldn't think <laughs> oh of a my word. Or stainless steel. That's like city. the testimonial. You yeah, know? exactly. Oh I had the hiccups for five weeks. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. She, so apparently, that same day, the media, some other media network, had offered to um, take Jennifer and her friends to the amusement park if they could film it. You know, because. <laughs> They're like they're just God, like right. cashing in on this weird story. Yeah. Such a weird fetish kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Prob- yeah, right. Back then, the sunny flips. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's such a weird like fetish kind of thing because it's like, yeah, can we film you guys going on rides? <laughs> there was a, also yeah, it's so weird. Like film her hiccuping while on the rides. Like ah yeah. Like ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we didn't please get a good me, hiccup. Please book me for your uh, hiccuping knee. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. You're going to be a, a one of those ADR. Uh, we didn't even hear that hiccup. We got to get Alien. She she can hiccup like nobody's business. Yeah, yeah, she's the best hiccuper in town. Oh, my God. So she's at the amusement park, and Michelle like sits around and waits for her at a, at a restaurant nearby. Finally, I guess... In the book, they make it sound like she waited so long, but the what it says, they're just like, finally, <laughs> around six in the evening, <laughs> Jennifer gets home. Like, what did it six in the evening? Oh <laughs> She's good. She's doing great. She's being very courteous, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> These people, like, have, they have no, like... There's no reason why they should be there. They came on their own, yeah. you know, accord. Yeah. yeah. And she, and then they're like, we, you know, we're doing you a favor. It's they like, were no, not, bitch, they're doing your, yeah. they're you she's a doing favor. you a favor. And it's not going to work. So finally, finally at 6 p.m. Diva. Yeah. Seriously. Jennifer gets home and Michelle comes in. She tries the hiccup cup. And the first thing that she explains is it might not work the first time. No, really? Shocker. Yeah. Um, so they try it. She tries to film it. And of course, she drinks the water from the cup and nothing happens. She still has the hiccups. And then she's like, oh, uh, do you have any orange juice? Like sometimes the orange juice, because of the acidity, causes a bigger electrical current. So can we try some orange juice? <laughs> I was just mouth breathing into this microphone because that's so stupid. That's like the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. So Chris goes out to get orange juice. We don't have orange juice, but we have purple stuff. <laughs> purple stuff. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we have tang. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
she's still just at these people's house. Yeah, she's yeah. just yeah. hanging out with them until Chris gets back with the orange juice and then they try the orange juice and of course it doesn't work. So then Michelle leaves and she leaves the hiccup cup there and says, like, call me if it ever works. <laughs> It's so stupid. Sleeps her card. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes Jennifer on. Jennifer should have killed her. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think terrible. that's probably what she, that's when she got her lust for murder. She was like, <laughs> I want, sparked. I don't feel like human life is important mm-hmm. now. So she, so she, so she, they're getting, they're all excited about this attention. Right. And they're getting like all these calls and they're like, this is great. And, but Jennifer still has the hiccups. So they go, they go. (laughs) Jennifer still has the hiccups. So they go on NBC's Today Show and they're with, uh, you know, the creeper Matt Lauer. And he's, uh, and Jennifer, they ask Jennifer a question. She's hiccuping as, you know, Allie, if you could hiccup. Yeah, so she's hiccuping <laughs> while they're talking, and then Matt Lauer turns there to her. She goes. And, yeah, one of them asks a question, and Jennifer just says it without any hiccups. She just answers. She goes, "Yeah, I was like during science class or something like that." And then Matt Lauer goes, "Well, you're, I noticed you're not hiccuping while you talk, so maybe the answer is to just never stop talking." And so then that's when like people who watched the interview were like, "Oh, well, she's." probably making it up so then public opinion just immediately changed yeah just turned on her that's how fast that shit moves <laughs> yeah. and she was getting then right the mother was saying like oh we were getting like 57 calls a day which is weird that it's that specific of a number right but they were like and it was all just like you guys are faking it you're using it to get fame meanwhile she was like super excited they were getting 30 to 50 calls before but yeah. now the 57 calls which i guess if they're like bad if they're like threatening good. your life then yeah. yeah who are these people who are like you know who needs to fucking pay yeah the, girl? <laughs> the hiccup yeah. girl you fucking cunt she, bitch they, they would give yeah. another you. stupid dumb bitch just Je- trying to get attention <laughs> jennifer said people would yell at her when she was walking she they would yell at her and they'd be like you look drunk or are you pregnant which what is, is like, the pregnant one like <laughs> do you get the hiccup a lot when you're pregnant maybe right? I, don't know. I guess that must be a I've thing. Never I mean, been. <laughs> somebody invented the hiccup cup because, because of, of the pregnancy, the pregnancy. Yeah, yeah so i guess it's really bad well when i was pregnant that one time uh no <laughs> uh <laughs> oh my yesterday. god and just yeah, the yesterday thing, like, no longer today online no, yeah. is just starting to become Cleared like a real playground for people now you yeah. know what i mean and so it's like imagine just like the gross comments Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. just gross guys who are like, oh, you maybe will stop hiccuping if my dick is in your mouth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus. Which I'm sure is shit that they fucking said too. Oh, oh bet, I yeah. bet. Yeah. So so now we have all of the stuff that happened before in her childhood. Then she had like a brief moment of fame where people were like wanted to talk to her and she was getting yeah. recognized and stuff. And now positive that's, attention. And positive attention. Because it's like we want to help yeah. you yes. better. Now that's turned and people are like, You're you're just doing this for attention, you know, you're just you're just trying to use your fifty minutes of fame, blah blah blah. So then all that's happening, but it's still attention. Right. Even though it's negative, it's still she's still right. getting and attention. Like more. Yeah. And it's not from everybody. It's, it's not from everybody. Split. No. Yeah. It's still people are still supportive, but it's still attention. But then five weeks later, the hiccups stop. To get into b- b- a little bit more detail about that, first, um, Jen went to go see a hypnotherapist named Debbie Lane. And reportedly, while under hypnosis, um, Debbie says that Jennifer said that she wanted to be heard. 
and was afraid like it was kind of muddled just hypno like you know the way that you would talk if you were under a trance or something right but she would say that she was afraid of death if this if the hiccuping stopped um which was kind of like a very cryptic way yeah I yeah think of like and debbie lane's opinion and in my opinion too it probably just meant that like okay well if the hiccup stopped then I get less attention. Right. And then I'll have no will to live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or some, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because she didn't. Or what is this f- for anymore? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And um, interestingly <gasps> enough, though, under that trance, the, Debbie said that there was no mention of from Jennifer of her dealing crack or being raped. Um According to according to Debbie, after the three hour session, Rachel seemed pretty disappointed that the hiccups were gone because supposedly right after the hypnotherapy session, the hiccups disappeared for the first time, and her like Jen and her like freaked out like that, that it actually worked. Right. Yeah. But according to the hypnotherapist, her mom was bummed that they were gone yeah like a stage mom yes yeah yeah exactly i don't like i can already feel that energy and i am not here for it yeah Yeah. rachel on the other hand says that she was elated and that lane's speculation was ignorant (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's a hater yeah (laughs) and that no one knew what they went through in the house i've never seen a hypnotherapist before i'm from a small town in vermont (laughs) yeah Yeah. i've never seen one of you I've never um, seen a therapist. Whenever. <laughs> Debbie claims that she asked Rachel and Jen for a series of follow-ups and told them, like, you have to finish the uh, therapy sessions in order for it to stick and in order for it to work. While Rachel says that, no, Debbie only asked for that one session and didn't follow up after that, which is, like, such a weird, petty thing. Yeah. For, I think it's, and I think it's the mom. Yeah, I think I, so, too. I think it's the mom that's lying and being like, I didn't like the bitch. Right. So no, she's or she lying. made it stop. Yeah. Yeah. Or if the, if the therapist is saying, keep doing this so that we can have it stop permanently. If I'm the mom now, I'm like, Oh no, I want them to come back. So I'm not going to go to so therapy. I'm not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to take her yeah. back. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. I thought I, my, on my end, I was like, she's just doing it because she's like petty and like, <laughs> yeah. hated her from the second she walked in. Like, I don't know. Maybe she just like hated her fucking shoes. I was just like, I'm not trying to come back. Yeah. Look at this bougie bitch. Like, <laughs> oh so according to our calculations, <laughs> because we can only find the articles that say last Thursday, the hiccup girl stopped having the hiccups yeah so we just like made the we tracked backwards right yeah so Lori figured out that it was february 22nd 2007 mayor jennifer me woke up to find that she no longer had the hiccups but did she though because she according to the hypnotherapist they were already gone they they were gone after the session after the session so that's where it gets fuzzy. Yeah. And that's where I think that the like Jennifer and her mom are both like liars and they're both like bad liars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're both, yeah. Well, it's see. like lying out of desperation. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can always tell like Yeah, they probably lying. they probably wanted it to be a spectacle too. So the fact that like But then again, I feel like if you went to a hypnotherapist and you were no longer hiccuping, like that could be a thing too. Here's what I think but, happened. I think that it was 
the hiccups stopped after the hypnotherapist session. If the hypnotherapist isn't lying just to like tout, like right. tutor business, but they stopped and then they didn't, they were like nervous about them coming back. So they didn't say anything right away or the mom wanted to see if they came back. Right. Um, and then they did come back and that's when, and then, Right. And they, then they did come back. Yeah. But then days later they were gone again. And that's when it was February 22nd. Okay. That's so what like, I think happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it stopped after the first therapy session. They left. They came back. Then it stopped. Yes. Yeah. Okay. February that 22nd. Tracks. I feel well, like that track. One of the reasons why they think that it that happened or that she, you know, is that it it was more an involuntary response. It wasn't, it was an involuntary so- response that masked itself as hiccups, which yeah. was Tourette syndrome. So that's how they think is that she had, that she had Tourette syndrome. And they put... It was more like a tick instead of actual hiccups. Yeah. Yes. And they put her on Thorazine, which is an antipsychotic, which they feel like a mixture of, you know, the hypnotherapy, possibly the anti-hiccup cup and the Thorazine... (laughs) Is what it wasn't that was was what She's did just it. She's being fair. It but, wasn't that. It was. But, it wasn't that. The, but the, the, that's what they say publicly. But then also, like, n- at no point did they did they ever mention that the anti hiccup cup worked before. And it was only until after she got twenty five hundred dollars to say that the anti hiccup cup worked. That automatically it started work. That's when it, it worked. Yeah, because reportedly right after the hiccup stopped uh, a few days later, March 1st, um, Rachel calls Michelle, the lady whose husband invented the stupid ass fucking <laughs> hiccup cup um, and tells her like, oh, your cup did it. Your cup worked, which I think is another way for Rachel to like try to just like kind of gain what she what else she can like suck out of this situation right. out yeah. of it yeah because then like Just opportunist yes an opportunist because yeah. then like Lori said um they pay her twenty five hundred dollars to mention the um cup on the today show because now they're the today show has picked up another interview with them because she's yeah. cured yes god and so that's when they say that it was partially the hiccup cup yeah um and they give no credit to the hypnotherapy during the Today Show either. Oh, really? So oh, that's okay. petty. That's yeah. the pettiness. They, like, they like mention creepy. it in passing where they're like, um, you know, like, oh, we tried all different kinds of things. So it could have been anything like hypnotherapy and yeah. doctors and this and that. But yeah, there's no like credit to the hypnotherapist at all. So I think the, I think she just, Rachel was like, I just don't like the bitch. Right. <laughs> and was like, <laughs> yeah, I like shaded her. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 It got twenty five hundred. Her house smelled. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't even have Or like nice she could have cured this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and taken this away. So God. one thing to to know mention for the future is that Thorazine it, it as I mentioned before is an antipsychotic. And so it made uh when Jennifer took it, it made her be very zombie like. It right. kind of made her very be like not really cognitive. Um, and that's going to be used in the defense later on. Okay. After. Even though she hadn't been on it for a while. Right? Yeah. Um, so post hiccups, life starts getting back to normal. But according to Chris, the stepdad, Jen starts acting ghetto. Yeah. In the house. 
I guarantee. I didn't miss Chris. No. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure Jen didn't either. I I think ghetto is is a racist thing, but I also feel like Jennifer was acting like a stereotypical... Trying to yeah. be like a play, like a cosplay yeah. kind of character. And that's right. before we knew the term cultural appropriation. Exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. I see so many people borrowing from other culture. Like right now, Filipino food is like trending. Right. And that's the shit that used to get me made fun of for having smelly food. Right. And so I have that resentment, you know? Exactly. Yes. It's like, why is it only okay now that you like it? Right. Now that it's, Yeah. yeah. Now that you can put it in your fucking Amazon bento box that you bought. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I bought an Amazon bento box, so no big deal. Did you? I bet you did. I, I did. I feel like you did. I did. I feel like all teachers have one though, right? I That's don't know. I why. haven't really That's used it. That's not why no. she has one. I haven't really used it all that much, to be honest with you. I just bought it because it looked cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Um. So, Acting yeah. So ghetto. they were like fighting like crazy. Plus like, with Jen's already having a learning disability, an unnamed learning disability, uh, and, and Tourette's, and Tourette's, and then also having to drop out of school because of the hiccups. Right. She sort of was just like, "I'm. I don't want to go to school anymore." So yeah. she, she does the alternative study program for a yeah. little bit, and then she doesn't really finish that. Right. No. She drops out. She drops out. She le- She moves out of her. Uh, parents house because her and her stepfather are just not getting along he's racist yeah chris yeah. is racist and she, she loves black culture so she's just in his face more with it way yeah. more with it and like she like posts online about like how she brought like a black guy over while chris was home and like was fucking him all day in her bed and like of course Jesus. the dad is like or the stepdad is gonna be like this fucking it like they're just fighting all the time yeah you know like and then when yeah. you're a white kid like i won't say this for every white kid but i'll say this for a lot of white kids you get oh you get away with yelling at your parents like a lot I never yelled at my parents. And the one or two times that I did, I got smacked. I got fucking face. No, I I never. I would never yell at my parents. You yell at your mom like a lot, don't you? Now. Now I still can't. Really? I do not. Me and my mom. No, I cannot. Oh. (laughs) I could yell at her now because I know I could take her. So (laughs) if she wanted to hit me, I I would be like, yeah, come at me, bro. But there is that thing where it's like your mom raises the eyebrow and you're like, best behavior. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, that fear. Yes. But it's also like deep respect also. Yeah. And like a lot of white kids I know don't respect Every white friend I've had, every white ex I've had, like they would yell like, get the fuck out of my room. No, never. What the fuck are you? I'm like. Whoa, man. When I would hear that, I would literally be like, I'm, I, I, should, go. I should leave. Yeah. Like, this feels well, when like- I was a teenager, I would never do that. But yeah, now that I'm older, I mean, I'm 33. And right. I just like, I think last year was just like, I'm not taking any more of your shit, mom. <laughs> and said it like <laughs> under my breath. Just under your breath. <laughs> yeah. As you walked away yeah. or in your car. As I was in my car driving away. <laughs> and she still texted me, what did you say? I'm like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, this is all just like 
a powder keg. Yeah. Ready to, ex- there's so much. Yeah. So she was like living like a transient lifestyle. They said, which is like, she would like stay with friends. She would stay in apartments. She had she left home. Let's, yeah. Yes, she left, she left home, home at sorry. 17. She left home. She got government housing, but then was almost immediately kicked out because she was partying too much. She didn't, she moved into that place with Tyrone. So she's still, she's still dating dating Tyrone. She was with her other, Not the other yet. guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and much. then like, and then they get, another apartment and then the timeline is hazy and it doesn't matter too much where tyrone finally leaves the picture uh-huh. and then her new boyfriend lamont enters the picture nice um lamont newton that's lamont. his real name or that's yeah another, another. Uh, that's his real name <laughs> yeah i cannot believe that she is still just like still a teen yeah yes she's only 17 and all of this has already happened to her so yes she's living this transient lifestyle now she's with now let's say she's with Lamont. Yeah. And while this is while she's living she's also dealing drugs and doing drugs again and right. partying all the time. And so she meets Lamont and his friend Laurent Rayford and Laurent's girlfriend Jenny Sheraton. 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 Oh my God. (laughs) She's a teacher, guys. (laughs) I know. I I have substitute voice because when I pronounce people's names, I go into this thing where I literally could not pronounce a name to save my life. (laughs) I see the name and I just freeze and I go like, if I were to see Maria, I'd be like... Mariah, Mariah, is Mariah here? <laughs> so Jenny Sherant, Sherant, Sherant. There we go. Uh, um, so they all live in a house together in an efficiency apartment. But then they're again they're are, are, are so n- they're kicked out of that apartment. Right? Jennifer, me, and Lamont have their own apartment together. But then they're kicked out of that apartment. Oh, okay. for partying too much okay. in them. And then they move in with um, Jennifer, Jenny Sherant, and Lauren Rayford. And um, they're all really young, too. Lauren is 19. Jennifer, I think, is 18. Um, they're, all, they're all babies. Yeah, still and teens. L- Lamont is an aspiring rapper. Nice. And the mom, Rachel, actually liked Lamont. She was. I actually liked yeah, him. She was yeah. kind of saying that she thought that he was like, he actually liked Jennifer. Well, this was her version of it, but he actually liked Jennifer for her and not what he could get out of her. Uh-huh. But then other reports were like, he basically could like be like, come on, baby, I love you. Please do this for me. And she would just immediately go and do yeah. whatever he wanted. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, again, I feel like the mom is a little bit naive as to what's going on. So according to friends, even though they were only dating a short time, the cops were called a few times to break up fights between Jennifer and Lamont. Um, and, you know, Lamont was kind of a shitty guy, too. He was the regular at the strip club called From Bottom to the Top. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> to the windows. Oh, my God. It's right, right across the Bottom street from... to the top. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> what are they referring to? <laughs> what could that be? <laughs> um, that strip club was shut down... While they were, uh, while Lamont was hanging out there, actually, one of the times, because Florida has a law where you can't go fully nude, and that strip club was known to break that law all the time. <laughs> I think all strip clubs in Florida are known to break that law. I don't think it's a one strip club kind of thing. And the, reportedly, when Lamont would hang out at the club, at the club, Jen would be like outside in that area, like. Uh, just uh, dealing dope and stuff while he was in there, which I think is such a weird yeah 
like relationship like hey i'm gonna go in the strip club while you go deal some drugs over here and like she was with it you know it wasn't like broken woman well maybe she just didn't want to go into a strip club there is no fucking way if i am in love with someone and they're like hey baby i'm gonna go into the strip club and you just make no let's switch you fucking deal the drugs let me look at well maybe pussy also maybe he gave her an option maybe he's like you can come into the strip club with me or you can deal drugs and she was like oh deal drugs <laughs> maybe that was that a better is time just, for it's her. just the lowest self-esteem like yeah. you said yeah, yeah. it's just it. yeah and he she also took care of his uh this is the one thing that i found nice about this her about her in this time period is that she took care of his baby when he would get him for visitations which mm-hmm. just also floors me that he was getting visitations <laughs> Like, yeah when he's not uh, yeah so frequenting top to the bottom or whatever yeah bop to the top so <laughs> she would take care of his son and like she loved him, that son and like yeah. treated treated him like as one of her own and stuff like that so that was kind of sweet but then it's like you know that to a point i feel like you, you have to be a real monster to not take care of a baby right like but. to be completely morally bankrupt like yeah. yeah but they were always like strapped for cash that was a big thing well yeah that, he's like, at the strip club <laughs> yeah what yeah <laughs> what, what are you doing? throwing dimes at the strippers you're give also, the strippers drugs yeah your your crack dealers your kids you're still kids you're <laughs> yeah. still kids who are dealing crack and then spending that money at the strip club and then doing the crack right like yeah. what <laughs> where no where is shocker yeah. yeah shock exactly so lamont and laron were really big into like hustling and like conning people into giving them money mm-hmm. or they would just straight up like just walk up to somebody and be like give me money and so uh it was reported that Jennifer kind of liked that attitude and liked to be able to like take control and wanted to be able to do that. And so then that's where like this, the murder comes into play. So because of this, like basically just uh, living that life that they were doing, um, one of the times that Jen is online, cause she's online a lot. Cause this is the only place where she can get yeah. a bum, uh, like a lot of attention still like that positive attention. Exactly. Too. Um, she, she meets Shannon Griffin and reportedly Shannon friended her. Okay. And Shannon was a 23 year or 22 year old who had recently moved to St. Petersburg, Florida from Mississippi after Katrina. Paddle, Mississippi was the name of the city, which is sad (laughs) because it was completely destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. Irony. (laughs) (laughs) That's a deep cut. Yeah, Katrina fucking happened and a lot of people were displaced. Yes. And let's remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Always. The uh, neighboring town Raft, Mississippi was. (laughs) Oh, no. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Okay, I got one more. What about Driftwood, Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but the uh, upper, richer area, Yacht, Mississippi, was actually okay. They were fine. They were fine. Okay. <laughs> they, they were, were like, what's happening? Yeah. They were landlocked. They so. still haven't even found the bodies from Life Fest, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on. <sighs> so, Shannon Griffin was um, a star athlete in high school. And when he moved to St. Petersburg, he started working at Walmart. 
Um, he was just trying to, he was a young kid. He was trying to yeah. make us honest living right. and start all over after his life was destroyed. Yeah. And um, he was like, they all reports like Doug Bolden was his cousin and they were like, he was like, yeah, he was super excited. He was, you know, a great employee. Like, but he was also kind of a loner. Like he would just go online and yeah. just chat with people and then he would go, go to work. And that was yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. During the uh, the week of October 23rd, 2010, Shannon was on his first vacation from his job. Um, he started talking to Jennifer online, and eventually they agreed to meet up for what, according to Doug, um, Shannon's cousin, Shannon viewed as a date. Shannon yeah. got dressed up. He got, he you know, he, he said he was going to go meet a girl, uh-huh. and he seemed really excited. Um and then according to Jennifer, she says that he was only, the agreement was for him to meet her to buy some pot. Um, so honestly, I don't know why she would lie about it except out of, well, I know why it would be out of guilt because right. I feel like she set him up for a date. Yeah. Probably also, it was probably, cause I mean, it was probably one of those dates of like, hey, let's go get some pot. Right. And then hang out. Right. Yeah. Um, but she keeps, she insists on leaving out the date part a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, That's like guilt, omission by guilt. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Which they were also saying that like Walmart apparently is like really strict with like. Drug testing. Drug testing. Yeah. yeah. And as a black guy, you know that they were probably but drug yeah. testing like every other week. And if someone so, who is rebuilding their life, yeah. going to throw it away for a, you know what I mean? So. Well, he was, he definitely did like, um, they were definitely going to smoke pot. He was definitely going to buy some pot. Oh, okay. Because the last, um, texts between them were Jennifer saying, I will do 55. And, and Shannon replying, all right, 55 referring to the amount that she would like, uh, she could do to like get some pot. Yeah. And then what I just need to point this out as a, uh, pothead is that, um, I think that her memory might be fading because in the interview that she gives now, like in current times, she says like, uh, like, I just don't know why anybody would like, you know, like, uh, like want to die over like like a, a half ounce of pot, like over like $55. And I was like, where in the world? Unless unless you got a, a nice hookup, are you getting a half O for, for 55? 55. Thank yeah. you, Allie. No. Yes. It does, it's not, does not happen. doesn't happen. Especially not in Florida where it's so hard to yeah. get weed. Oh my so gosh. hard to yeah. get weed. <laughs> it never happens. Story does not track. I love this, this is the no, point that you not really No, no, this is insane. It's yeah. insane. At the very, at the very least, yeah. you're going to pay 120 So we already know she's got issues with the truth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like things like that. <laughs> Those are the things. Yeah. Those are the things, Those Allie. The things. How much would 55 <laughs> get you then? What? 55 will barely get you an eighth. An eighth, yeah. A shitty eighth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and even like thinking back on the timeline. Well, maybe she was just a... 2007? Yeah, it still doesn't track. Maybe she was just a shitty drug dealer and she gave way too much. That's probably why they were broke she, is because they were giving out <laughs> ounces for $55. <laughs> That's very true. They just were yeah. bad at math. Yeah, that they're like say. $55 from pot will get us so much more crack. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing drug math at yeah. that point. They send they send um 
two more texts to each other. Sorry I said earlier that that was the last text, but they sent two more texts to each other. How dare you? Um, <laughs> Sharon, Shannon asking uh, to verify the place where he's going. And then Jennifer Me replying and saying, no, come to um, 511 7th Street, a three-minute walk from the house that Jennifer, Lamont, Laron, and Jenny were staying at, which mm-hmm. was at... 5th Avenue, 6th Street. 5th Avenue, 6th Street. Thank you. Shannon gets on a scooter, and he, uh, he heads on his way. She um, gives him another call at 9.44 p.m. from Laron's phone. So the whole time they've been talking from Laron's phone, but he doesn't know that. Shannon right. doesn't know that. Um, she waits for him out front of the house, and the house is a vacant uh, house that uh, they know they know there's no one living in. Um, mm, premeditated. Yes. She waits for him out front in the front yard while LaRond and Lamont wait in the backyard because it's one of those backyards that's kind of open. And you can just okay. walk yeah, to yeah, it yeah. from... No fence. No fence, really, yeah. yeah. Um, Jennifer meets Shannon in the front and she leads him to the back of the house where the other two men were waiting. Um, according to what I assume Shannon was thinking was that he was there to buy right. where Jeanette, Jennifer had just led him to the back just to buy, you know, just to say like, here's the guys in the, with the pot in the back. Jennifer immediately leaves him there and walks back towards the front of the house. The men attack Shannon planning to rob him, but Shannon physically gets the upper hand on them. Cause he's like a, he was like a football player. Yeah. Oh. So he's like a big guy. He's an athlete. Yeah. At this point, one of them pulls out the gun and shoots Shannon with six shots, four of which hit Shannon, one through the shoulder and three that stayed embedded in his chest. Oh, God. Immediately, the men and Jennifer flee the, like, Jennifer's already probably like two minutes ahead. Yeah. She just immediately leaves. She immediately leaves. Because she knows what's happening. She knows what's happening. She knows they're going to rob him. But she doesn't know. Supposedly, she supposedly, doesn't, she doesn't supposedly, know. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. She doesn't know that they're going to kill him. The men flee the scene. They leave the gun at the crime scene. Uh, all three of them flee to an apartment on the other side of the city, which I want to know, like, who the fuck's apartment was this? Yeah. Probably this, just, like, a friend's. But, like, they hide stuff there. Yeah. Oh. They, like, hmm. they hide... Um, Maybe it was one of the people that they were giving ounces of weed to for fifty five dollars. They're like, "Hey, for fifty five bucks for an ounce, I'll let you store some stuff yeah. here. We'll let you have this half ounce for fifty five dollars, but we get to ask you a favor. No questions asked. Yeah, no yeah. questions. All no right, questions yeah, asked. okay. Saving seventy bucks. God. But no. But then again, well, I don't know. Maybe they just have other shady friends because probably um, they hide they hide Shannon's wallet in one of the air vents. And then they just throw their bloody clothes in the tub with like <laughs> with like a bottle of bleach. Like that's all they do. Oh my God. Is they show I would they have love like, it if it was not even unscrewed. If they right? just put the just bottle put of the bleach, bottle bleach in, in the tub. In the tub. Well, they have an endorsement with a hiccup cup, so yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. It's like crazy to me how there was a plan. Like they came up with a plan, yes. but then 
so much falls through the cracks I would, because I, they didn't think they were going to kill, kill him. him. Right. I also want to know, like, what was the, like, what did they think was going to happen? Right. Like, it just is so, it's such a dumb plan it to is begin such a with. Dumb plan. Yeah. That it's like, great, you just beat the crap out of a guy who uh, it could is going to call the police on you anyways. Right. And for $55? $55. Just give them weed. I don't think they know how much things cost. <laughs> no, they In don't Because they've been surviving on crack and strip club <laughs> tap water. Yeah. yeah pussy juice. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> so after Shannon's body is found and the, and the investigation starts, initially, the police don't think that Jen is involved. But when she is brought in for an interview, she admits pretty quickly yeah. That she was involved. Jen says that Lamont told her that she needed to admit to knowing about everything because her like notoriety and fame from what from being the hiccup girl would allow them to get off easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she says Lamont told her to do that. I think that was her, her logic. Think, yeah. yeah. And maybe the other guys were like, Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. I like think she's Lamont, a little more in charge than yeah. Yeah. I think Lamont maybe. said it. But then she finished the sentence and then they were like, I've never felt more closer to you. <laughs> like she was like, here's what you need to do, babe. You need to tell them that you're the hiccup girl. So, and then she goes, so they can drop us all, we'll drop all the charges. Yes. Oh my God. And then I they did that you. thing where they like raised their hands yeah, the together. Rocky yeah. Arms. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh god <laughs> she waves her right to an attorney during the interview which is bad never do that just so again even no, if you're so innocent dumb. never waive your right immediately ask for an attorney yeah, yeah. say um, am i under arrest and if they say no leave if they yeah. say yes i want an attorney yeah Sorry, my mom's an attorney so they don't oh, know good. people don't know you can say i'm leaving now yeah, yeah. if i'm not under arrest you can't yeah. it's all on intimidation yeah they're yes. like they're like Russian people who own a kiosk at the mall. They don't want you to leave. Yeah, but sometimes I get stray hair. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah. <laughs> when showed a picture of the pistol, she said she knew that it belonged to Laurent and that she had known about it for at least a week before the day of the crime. Yeah, that's one version. She tells many versions. Yes, she's going to walk the, that back. That's the well. first version. She's with the truth. Yeah. Um, so the first version of her story, she says that um, Jennifer Sharon, so the girl that was not involved at all, Jennifer Jenny Sharon, had set up a date with Shannon, and Laurent followed her there. Laurent being Jennifer's or Jenny's boyfriend. This, right. get, this gets very confusing. Right? Yeah. There's Lamont, Laurent, Jennifer, and, and Jenny, and Shannon, and Shannon, yeah. and Shannon. <laughs> Um, so Laurent, Jenny's boyfriend, follows her there and kills Shannon in a jealous rage after leading him to the back of the house. Um, in this version, Jennifer also admits to knowing that the gun was in Laurent's uh, backpack already. Jennifer said that she heard two gunshots as she walked away from the argument and claimed that later on they were all at the park nearby together. After the killing, Laurent, accor- uh, after the killing, according to Jennifer, Laurent was frantic and <laughs> asked them to quote make phone calls. 
It's like, what do you? I understand. The, Look normal. Make a phone call. Yeah, make phone calls. Everybody, get on the phone. Get on the phone now. Now, 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 now. Yeah, yeah. Call after, somebody. after we've already yeah. done. Yeah, it. yeah. Not during. Not There's during. no one making phone calls yes. during. Exactly. Just after. <laughs> These are just stupid people who did a stupid thing. Yes. Um, and then he starts excla- exclaiming, "I think I killed the man. I think I killed the man." And then they run from the park, and go back to the apartment. Okay, first of all, if you're, I'm going to assume Jennifer and Jenny were both in some sort of abusive relationship. Right, right. You yeah, know? sure. And you, both guys are shitty. And I think the cops find that out because there's cops being called at their apartment, right? Yeah. You think that person is going to kill someone out of a jealous rage because they love you so much? I mean, they might. I think so. Yeah, I mean, they really? might. Abusive people can, are very controlling. Yes, they'll, so, kill, they'll kill anybody or you. So they, oh, their whole thing is threat. to isolate yeah. you and, and then not they don't want you around anybody because they want to be able to control you. They will happily kill somebody yeah. who's trying to take you away from them. That's the, ol- that's See, the yeah, one thing my, I can agree with. My <laughs> thing is I'm just like, oh, you're not, I hit you and I treat you like shit. I don't care enough about you to go to jail for you oh see that's that's actually that's the true way you're supposed to think oh that's, that's way, that would be the more logical the way, way for an abuser to think the way an abuser the way an abuser Good to thinks know i would be a logical one the, the way an abuser thinks is like i love you so much that i i hate that i have to hit you but sometimes you just make me so angry and so it's just like this weird and yeah. no one can take you away from me either they die or you die but yeah. nobody but you nobody but me can have you. yeah we're in this together and whether it's not even because i love you it's because i control you you're mine you're my thing that's <sighs> why so she says all that but then she also says at the end of that in the same like fucking block uh-huh. of speaking that she thought they were going to rob him and leave him alone. But when the man, the man being Shannon, grabbed the barrel, Ron fought back and that's when everything went south. So now the detectives know she's, she's lying. lying. Yeah. Yeah. Because first she's saying it's a love triangle gone wrong. Yeah. Now she's saying, oh, I thought we were just going to rob him and leave him there. It's a hat on a hat. Yes. <laughs> doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) it's a bad sketch Uh, (laughs) it was sketchy Uh, (laughs) my god so she's arrested along with Laurent oh yeah that's right and then on October 25th two days after the murder the police um, hold a press conference saying that Jennifer Mead the hiccup girl has been arrested for homicide and they did not mention the other two men, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, because it's also, I think it's because it's also like Florida and Florida sucks. And they're like, <laughs> hey, guess who's back? The back again. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, also, because, so in Florida, if you are a part of a felony that results in murder. No, if you're part of a robbery. But a felony crime. Because oh. it's a felony crime. So if you're part of a a felony that results in murder, you are automatically charged with uh, first-degree murder, even if you didn't fire the weapon or anything. So because Jennifer... Everybody involved in the crime. Yeah, everybody involved in the crime. So because Jennifer lured him there... there was no mention of the two guys. There was no mention of the two guys, but those were the two guys that um, were the ones who shot. That everybody agrees shot. One of them shot. Right. Shannon, but each of them has a different story as to who did it. 
Lamont saying Laurent did it, Laurent saying Lamont did it. So it, there's still no clear answer as to who shot. The other, to be clear, Chanel. the other two guys were arrested too. Right. They just didn't talk about. They just right. didn't. It wasn't in the newspaper. Again, it was that like name recognition. Yeah, exactly. this is a bigger story now because remember when she was. Yeah, remember when she had the hiccups for five weeks? Um, <laughs> she also murdered somebody. <laughs> yeah, but then play back that footage, and you're like, yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So she the she trips her, herself up so much, and the one that the prosecution uses to kind of like go after her to show in court is the prison call that she makes to her mom when she first gets arrested. And at first, she calls. So she calls her grandfather's house because her mom is staying with her her parents. Right. Still continuing not to parent the yeah. children yeah. that are in the house yeah. because there are still children in the house. I mean, so, it's tough. Yeah. She really should just move the parents in with them right. and yeah. get a bigger place or something. So she, I have a feeling she likes not being there. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling like she's like, ah, I think I'll see. Um, so she's asleep. So she calls the house and the grandfather answers. And the, she goes, hey, is, is mom home? And she goes, well, she's asleep. Is there anything I can do? And she's like, well, I've been arrested for first degree murder. And so, like, a little bit happens, but basically their grandfather goes, okay, I'll wake up your mother. <laughs> like, oh just, like, doesn't really do anything. He's probably so sleepy, yeah. and he's so old, and he's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, he, uh, so the mom, she, he wakes up the mom, hands him on the phone, and then we, we're, I'm going to play audio for you right now. So you notice when she said, because I set the whole thing up? Yeah. So that's what the prosecution uses. Yeah. Because before, her whole thing was like, no, I, like, we, he just wanted to buy weed. Like, that's it. And he was going to buy weed, and then, like, it got a confrontation happened, and blah, blah, blah. Or she was like, you know, I didn't realize that there was a gun, or, or whatever her 47 stories were. Right. The fact that she said, I set the whole thing up. The prosecution were like, well, this proves that she knew that there was going to be something that happened. Yeah. And so the fact that it then it resulted in murder means that she should be guilty. So <coughs> so their trial starts, and John Trevina, um, a criminal defense lawyer, picks up her case pro bono because it's a high-profile case. Right. Yeah. Um, and he says it's – he admits it's like it's because it was a high-profile case – and she seemed like a nice girl, which I'm like, it's just, be- you don't need <laughs> to, you add don't have to add the nice girl. Yeah. Just say it was a high profile Yeah, guy. like yeah. you're a fucking lawyer. Fuck you, dude. Um, she, but she seemed like a nice girl. Really, exactly. the woman on trial yeah. for setting up a murder seems like a nice girl. Well, I feel like the, the, that happens with defense attorneys. Like, um, the guy who represented John Wayne Gacy, when he represented John Wayne, he was like, this is about the Constitution. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, That's not tiptoe yeah. around. Yeah. You're not, you're not saving a, anything. Yeah. Famous trial. Now. Yeah. The prosecutor on the case was state prosecutor Christopher Labruzzo. Um, the bruise. The bruise. <laughs> the bruise. Cruising for a bruising. <laughs> Can you just imagine the bench ads? <laughs> yeah, once he went to 
fun in the private practice. <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> um, so the trial starts. And what's interesting about this one is all three participants have no criminal record. Even though they were shady people, yeah. neither of them had committed yeah. anything that bad, uh, a crime bad enough. Yeah, the mom even tried to say that the pro- the sheriff was like getting back at her because oh. she, the cops were called on them so much. She or the cops showed up so much, but then the sheriff was even like, I mean, like she was a victim in like a, a one thing, and then one time she ran in front of my car, but like I never wanted to like you know. He was like, look, if I wanted to to spend my life getting revenge on everybody I felt owed it, I'd be, I would be burned out already. Yeah. It was kind of like, well, that's weird. But that's where they have so many like people. Weird self-importance. Yeah. And yes. like that victimizing exactly. and like paranoia. Yeah. Like this all screams mental illness. Yes. Like, yeah, very much so. Um, all three of them were charged with murder in the first degree. Um, we went through the law already. So the one thing that's interesting about the fact that, you know, if you're a felony and so it results in murder is that they don't have to prove that the murder was intentional. They have to prove that the robbery was intentional. Yes. That's the only part. That's the only burden of truth they have uh, as the prosecution is that they, um, they just have to prove that, like Lori said, you wanted to rob the guy, and the murder happened, so now you're guilty of murder. Dude, fix your laws. Florida is not. Yeah, it's like, like the humid west, like wild west. I honestly feel like it's like almost like a like a matter of circumstance where so many people were doing shitty things that they were like, "Look, if you're involved, you are arrested." Like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I deal with Kit Kat, and the guy had a heart attack. Yeah. No, 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 and he died. We just were trying to clean the streets. We just need to get these people out. (laughs) So during the trial, John Trevina asserted that Jen suffered from schizophrenia, Tourette's, and that her intelligence (laughs) and that her intelligence was, quote, low normal, quote, (laughs) which is the worst thing. Low normal. But also, See, this comes from the, the court psychologist because they want to see if she was competent to stand trial. And so he was like, yeah, she's competent to stand trial, but her intelligence is low normal. And it was like, I kind of wanted to be like, is that really your job? <laughs> also, she's dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> and also, like... I just I think people need to know. I know, yeah. It's like, she's not mentally handicapped. But she's the closest you can get to being <laughs> to be, normal. Yeah. Low. Low yeah. normal. The kicker was that her lawyer also said, like, she still suffers from the hiccups sometimes. And trying to bring that back. Oh, and trying God. to bring it back. <laughs> and then, like, Jen hiccuped, like, once during the whole trial. She did, yeah. When she, they weren't they when they were reading the verdict or something. No, I think that was her crying. But like oh, after okay. her trial, throughout the whole trial, she maybe maybe hiccuped once. You know, because obviously it's been gone for a long yeah. time. And yeah, it's come back, and he was probably he was probably in the back of there, like you're better fucking hiccups. Yeah, yeah just like like Allie with the hiccups. Like yeah. you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta do bring it. it. You gotta bring like, it. You're here for one thing in this town. We literally <laughs> only brought you on for hiccups. You <laughs> didn't even know. That's just the talent I unveiled on this podcast. I asked Maria, what friends do you have 
that could you think could do hiccups on command, and she was like, Allie, you don't even need to think about it. <laughs> I already knew. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Musical theater major, she can do she hiccups. Can yeah. Anything <laughs> on the spot. Trevina claims that the state did not offer any plea deals less than 25 years to Jen. Yeah. Which I think is a lie, because I think that he didn't fight for any. Because say that they did offer 25 it doesn't sound like he negotiated back because he was confident that she would come off as not guilty because of her high profile and sympathetic um, backstory, you know, backstory and, and current case. Because she's still just like, if he if he had spun it the right way, which I'm sure this motherfucker thought he had, he would he could have proved like this is a girl that was just a <coughs> just you know lost. Yeah. And got in with the wrong crowd. Yeah. And was there at the wrong place at the wrong time. Which, in essence, even though she was dumb and, you know, wanted to kind of live that lifestyle, is what happened. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. what happened. But well, he, he did such a bad job. There right. was an article that I read brief that was, um, that was basically like he had said that, you know, they were waiting to hear because they had, fir- he said they first had, uh, asked the prosecution for a 10-year plea deal. Yes. And then they asked the prosecution for a 15-year plea deal, and they're like, well, we're currently waiting to hear what they have to say about the 15-year. And then the... The 10-year? Repo- uh, no, the 10-year was turned down. Oh, okay. Well, that's the what he said. Was, yeah. No, okay. Well, that's what he said. And then the 15-year, he goes, we're currently waiting to find out. And then the reporter was like, well, we asked the prosecution, and they're like, we have received no such plea deal. <laughs> so... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But that's the like, thing. It's also like... You have this guy who's like, I'm going to just take your case pro bono because you're not, you're a fucking family or you, you're not even thinking, I need someone who gives a shit. Yeah. Not what they can, again, this is another example of her being used. Yes. 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 Exactly. You know what I mean? Had she had someone who was even an iota interested in the well-being of this person. Well, the story of how he came into her life is crazy too because the mother, Rachel, was asked from a radio disc jockey to talk to her, talk, to talk to him about the case. And she didn't, she would like answer questions. And cause he was like, this is like a pre-interview and she goes, okay, well, what she didn't know was that it was actually live. Like he was airing the interview oh, live. Oh my God. That's so, so disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So she was like so embarrassed. And then the, the disc jockey called her back and said, Hey, I'm really sorry. Like, I feel bad about it. Um, I know somebody who told me that they would be interested in taking your daughter's case pro bono. And that was Trevina. And so I feel like it's crazy that like the guy who was like, who used her to get like a, the scoop was like, Oh, and also here's a lawyer that, you know, wants time, time from your daughter as well. Yeah, and she was like, great, let's go, let's do this. So if she had had a female lawyer, or any lawyer that, like, gave a shit about yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. This was just another example. Well, yeah. also, I think it a little bit had to do with her fame in that they were like, you know, oh, she's, you know, she felt like she couldn't get found guilty because That of was her, her too. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, the client always has the choice, you know, yeah. too, uh, no matter what the lawyer advises. But she's also so malleable, yeah. it feels like, all the time. Um, that he was probably the one that was like, no, don't worry about it. You'll get off. And she's like, yeah, I will. And, yeah. You're um, a lawyer and you told me. Exactly. Yeah. You're my lawyer. Yeah. And you told me. Um, yeah. So the jury finds her guilty. 
And Which she, she is shocked by. Like, if you watch the thing, like... It is shocking. is shocked by it. It is shocking. Yeah. Um, and she is found... Gets life in prison without the possibility of parole. Uh, Jennifer was 22 when she went to prison. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 22. 22. And yeah. her, life is, her life is gone. Yeah. She didn't pull the trigger. She wasn't at the scene. And she did not know that he would be killed, but yet she is charged with life in prison for the murder of Shannon Griffin. I'm torn by this. It's really sad. It's actually. very sad. Yeah. It's very sad. It's she, but at the same time, I get to that point, and then I'm like, oh, "This is very sad," and then maybe she, she shouldn't be. She shouldn't be in prison. That's and there are plenty of petitions online that you can go and there's you know and get sign and give like donations. For her to get out of prison to get get her an appeal, um, but then there's also if you watch the interview where she's asked like, "Do you think you did something wrong? Do you think that you know you deserve to be here?" In one sentence, she'll say that, "Yes, I feel like I deserve to be here because um, he can never see his life, so why should I be able to see mine?" Is basically what she says but then and like two minutes later when she's asked like do you feel like that you did anything wrong by setting it up she doesn't really understand that she did something wrong yeah i think the best example that Lori has the recording of interview she did with Piers morgan where he's asking her if she if she feels she did anything wrong by setting up the robbery listen somebody wants weed okay tell him I'm not, don't know, is I have the weed. Tell him I have the weed and we'll meet. Okay? That's what I do. So he's asking her about the murder. Yeah. And so she immediately starts talking about the weed. The weed. And saying, yeah. I'm not, don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not, don't know. I'm not, don't know who has weed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not, don't know. Well, she I, I, puts it on, she puts it on the, on Lamont. She immediately puts it on Lamont and like, Lamont told me to say this. So I said it. And then Lamont told me to do this. So I did it. And so it's like, yeah, it's, it's what Marie said. On one hand, she's like, look, I, you know, what I did was wrong. But on the other hand, she's like, but Lamont made me do it. And Lamont wanted me to do she it. She doesn't understand the gravity even still, I think, of what she's done and what she decided to do ultimately by like hanging out with people who were doing drugs and dealing drugs and I feel like she doesn't hasn't yet let go of that Scarface mentality yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like a persona now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she she wants the street cred like rappers. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yeah. She wants to be legitimized. She wants because her yeah. thing is I want to be heard, right? Oh yeah, she's gonna like, she's definitely gonna try and drop a rap album from prison. I mean, it's, it's fucking, what's her, for the, the Cash Me Outside. Yeah. yeah. She it's, already has a full-blown, uh, she already has a full-blown neck tattoo. She does. I wonder what it means. Doesn't make it, she doesn't explain it. She, uh, Piers Morgan asks her and she doesn't say what it is, and she goes, oh, what it, you know, because you can't really see the letters. It, it looks like J-D-D. She says it's J-D-D, but she never goes into what J-D-D stands for. Well, that's the thing. It all sounds like uh, accessorizing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, playing this part because there's nothing going on. Yeah. And, like, that's what's... That's oh, her God. weird neck tattoo. Yeah, there's, like... And I she can't got even, like, it look in, in her eyes. She like, got it in gone. prison. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and that's the thing. It's, like, 
Because this is very attention focused. Yeah, it's all that very attention focused. Yeah, for so sure. much of well, yes. one of the things that annoyed me was they kept saying that like she was driven insane by having hiccups for five weeks, <laughs> and it was like it was to me. I felt like because they made it seem like it was such a crazy long time. So I looked up, and the longest run of hiccups ever was Charles Osborne yeah. in 1894. He had. Hiccups for 68 years. 68 years, and then one day he woke up without them. Yeah. That's crazy. And he never killed anyone. <laughs> and he lived a normal life. He yeah. had kids and stuff. Yeah. I mean, as normal as you can get, but yeah. Well, so that was Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fun. This is uh, we're having fun, guys. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram at a loser, A-L-U-Z-E-R. Um, I don't think I have anything really coming up, but follow me on there. I'll let you know what's happening. Uh, Allie and I are in the nightcap every fourth Saturday of the month at the Virgil in L.A. If you guys are around, it's a good show. It's called The Nightcap with Stacey Rimmaker. Allie you used to be uh, a head writer on that show. Shut so. up. <laughs> Allie sings a song that uh, will break your heart and... Um, Make you laugh and weep every time. It's a different song every time. Different song every time. No, I wrote the song. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us at Bloody Podcast. If you have any ideas for what you want us to talk about, email us at thebloodypodcast at gmail.com. Or... I'm not going to listen to this. Okay. I'm going to pick what I want. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, I'll try and figure out a way to bring it into conversation with Maria. I never let Lori pick <laughs> um, and so I'll try and figure it away maybe I'll send her like a google alert or something just send so, us send us positive feedback yeah send <laughs> us positive feedback right, please rate and review us yes please do that it really really helps on anything you're on um, please do that and if you have any suggestions for how to go fuck yourself <laughs> okay I'm editing this is we're, we're, we're officially ending the podcast thank you very much thank you for having me guys